Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I am Shari Reynolds, and this year we're studying Doctrine and Covenants. And I'm super excited because to me, the Doctrine and Covenants is like reading poetry. Absolutely beautiful. So much the words. And in sharing Come Follow Me today with my girls who are still at home, and telling them that yes, we're reading from the Doctrine and Covenants, but we still need to read from the Book of Mormon because I believe in those promises that we have been given to as we read the Book of Mormon with our family that we will be kept safe from the evils of the world. And I want to maintain the fact that we still utter the words from the Book of Mormon. And so I had a little bit of an aha moment because. In Come, Follow Me, it's the introduction of the Doctrine and Covenants, and it's the introduction of Joseph Smith's first vision. And so after I finished sharing that with them, and it's always a miraculous thing to share, then I went over to First Nephi. And there were some really amazing similar similarities that I have never put together before. And so I want to share some of those reflections with you. And I'm also taking it um, from Gen Con 365. Let's see. A choice seer will I raise up from October 2016. So he says, the Lord personally declared to Joseph Smith, the ends of the earth shall inquire after thy name, and fools shall have thee in derision, and hell shall rage against thee, while the pure in heart, and the wise, and the noble, and the virtuous shall seek counsel and authority and blessings constantly from under thy hand. And I want to fit in that category. So there's two paragraphs here from this conference talk. Again, it's a choice seer will I raise up from October. 2016, and I believe it's from Elder Christensen or Christiansen. The ends of the earth shall inquire after thy name, and fools shall have thee in derision, and hell shall rage against thee. Or do you fall into this category? While the pure in heart, and the wise, and the noble, and the virtuous shall seek counsel and authority and blessings constantly from under thy hand. He says, because of the truths restored through Joseph Smith, we know much more about our Heavenly Father and the Savior Jesus Christ. We know of their divine attributes, their relationship to each other and to us, and the great plan of redemption that allows us to return to their presence. So, you know how it goes. Joseph Smith history, 1 through 10, how he felt confused about religion and the state of his soul. And I know at some point, all of us can relate to that. Like, where am I in my testimony? Or who am I? and Why am I here? Even if you have been taught, like, are these things true? There are always conflicting ideas and persuasive voices in Joseph Smith's day, but even more so, I believe in our day. There is so much that captures our attention and pulls us away from what should be our focus, our constant focus. And so 
while Joseph Smith was confused, he was taught to turn to his scriptures and seek out answers. And so we know that he was ultimately led to the sacred grove where he could pray and ask, which of these churches should I join? And we know that then he was seized upon and he thought he was about to die. And as he began to feel like he was going to just give up because he could not wrestle with some unknown force any longer, a pillar of light descended upon him from heaven and it was God the Father and Jesus Christ. They appeared to him and answered his questions and Joseph's testimony of that miraculous experience boldly declares that anyone who lacks wisdom might ask of God and obtain their answer. And his answer was to not join any of those churches that were trying to pull him in many different directions. He, he knew what he was to do. So after he had that experience, he, he was stunned. I would say he was probably stunned. He was probably exhausted. He's probably wiped out. And he was 14 years old and he trudged home and his mother wondered if he was ill. We can all receive answers to our prayers and answers to our concerns. And sometimes we might go through things that cause us to also feel shaken or alarm or even stunned. And, and it may not that we will ever even see a heavenly vision. Do we need to? We have the promptings of the Spirit. We too can be illuminated by our Father in Heaven's light. So what strengthens your testimony of His divine call? And so that question is taken from the Come Follow Me program, January 4th through the 10th, Joseph Smith's History, Doctrine and Covenants, what strengthens your testimony of his divine calling? I remember, and I've told you this before, that my parents weren't active in all my growing up, but they took us to church. They dropped us off and they picked us up a couple of hours later. And I remember sitting in primary. And I remember singing the song of the first vision. Oh, how lovely was the morning. And hearing the story that is told through that hymn and having it flow through my veins. I was a little girl and I knew that it was true. I could not doubt that it was true. I did not need to have heavenly beings or I did not need to have my father in heaven appear before me because he caused such a witness within my heart at a very young age. I remember who the primary chorister was a lady who I love still so much dearly to this day, Joni Johnson. And I remember she wearing the little red bandana in her hair. I remember that so vividly and she teaching us this song. Oh, how lovely was the morning. And so as I think about that right now, I can feel it. I can feel its truthfulness. 
And so after sharing that with my children tonight, and then I went over to 1 Nephi, he too, in 1 Nephi 5, it says, Wherefore he came to pass that my father Lehi, as he went forth and prayed unto the Lord, yea, even with all his heart, in behalf of his people. And it came to pass, as he prayed unto the Lord, there came a pillar of fire, and dwelt upon a rock before him, and he saw and he heard much. And because of the things which he saw and heard, he did quake and tremble exceedingly, which I'm sure exactly right here is what Joseph Smith too experienced. And then he returned to his own house and he cast himself upon his bed, overcome with the spirit. And Joseph Smith, he, he went home and his mother said, are you ill? And he says, no, I'm well enough. But he appears to have had much of the same experiences that Lehi had. So as Lehi went home, he cast himself upon his bed, being overcome with the spirit and the things which he saw. And being overcome with the spirit, he was then carried away in a vision and he saw heaven, the heavens open and he saw God sitting upon his throne, surrounded by concourses of angels in the attitude of singing and praising their God. And because of the things which he had seen and which the Lord had shown to him in all these dreams and visions, he, Nephi was not able to make a full account at the time. But he did, he was able to let us, let those people know at that time that after the Lord had shown so many marvelous things unto his father Lehi concerning the destruction of Jerusalem, before, behold, he went forth among the people and began to prophesy and to declare unto them concerning the things which he had both seen and heard. And of course, guess what happens? In verse 19, it says, And it came to pass the Jews did mock him because of the things which he had testified of them, for he truly testified of their wickedness and their abominations. And when the Jews heard these things, were they, oh my goodness, I guess we'd better change and we'd better repent and listen to this old man. No, they were angry with him. And they cast him out and stoned and, and wanted to slay him and sought his life that they might take it away. But behold, he, says Nephi, I will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are with all those whom he hath chosen because of their faith to make them mighty, even unto the power of deliverance. So Lehi was able to escape Jerusalem and ultimately, after we know the rest of that story, be led to the promised land and Nephi, or I'm sorry, Joseph Smith was many times often able to escape and lead his people to areas of safety and peace. And although it was for a short time, ultimately he handed over his job as prophet, seer, and revelator to Brigham Young, who then brought our people, this people, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to this area which of which we live in now, the Great Basin, Utah. And at that time, they looked for Zion. And they, they came to what they at that time knew as a place of peace and a place that they could worship. And so they were finally able to be delivered from the hands of their enemies at that time. And 
so in reading reading about Joseph Smith's vision, he says, I took account, I took occasion to give an account of the vision which I had to one of the ministers in the area. And just like the Jews of old in Lehi's time, were they was he like, oh, we need to listen to this. I'm sure this there's something to this. We'd better repent and change your ways and show me where I can be baptized. And no, he was he was stunned when Joseph Smith realized that this man isn't believing him. He said he treated my communication not only lightly, but with great contempt, saying it was of the devil, that there were no such thing as visions or revelations in these days, that all such things had ceased, and the apostles, they were gone, and there would never be any more of them. And it, it caused a lot of excitement and a lot of prejudice. But I love this. Strange or not, so it was. And it often caused great sorrow to witness these people not believing him. He says, however, it was nevertheless a fact that I had beheld a vision. And I have thought since that I felt much like Paul when he made his defense before King Agrippa and related the account of the vision he had when he too saw a light and heard a voice, but still there were but few who believed him. Some said he was dishonest, others said he was mad. But Joseph said, I cannot deny it, I will not deny it. I know what I saw, and he stood firm. And I'm so grateful for him. I'm so grateful for Lehi. I'm so grateful for every prophet who stood firm and bore through the trial because there is going to always be someone that listened. And I'm grateful that I am one of those some ones, if you will. I am, I am going to listen. I, I do listen. I do believe. I do know that Joseph Smith is a prophet. Can you imagine when he was translating the plates and he read about baptism for for children when he lost his own infant son that it was no longer a thought any longer that that his son was going to had died in sin he he translated that from the book of mormon how wonderful that must have read to to translate that part Or, or when when he translated the portion of when Jesus Christ visited the people of the Western Hemisphere, that he taught them and prayed for them and healed their sick and blessed their children and conferred priesthood authority and administered the sacrament unto them. I remember when I was coming into my own understanding of the gospel, when I was told that Jesus Christ had been to America, I remember feeling Oh, wow, he's been here? Because, you know, all my growing up and, and just having a little exposure to what Jesus might be, he was far away. He was from a, a little town called Bethlehem. But as I came into myself and come to understand more things of the gospel and understanding that he had actually been to the Americas, he's been here? 
it really brought him close to home in my heart. And I was so grateful for that knowledge. But maybe the most stunning thing that that Joseph Smith came upon when he was translating the Book of Mormon was in third Nephi chapter, third chapter of Nephi 2, second Nephi. This chapter contains an ancient prophecy about a choice seer whom the Lord would raise up in the latter days, a seer named Joseph, named after his father. This future prophet would be esteemed highly and would do a work of great worth unto his people. He would be great, like unto Moses even. Can you imagine how Joseph Smith must have felt when he realized that this very passage was about him? He was not just translating history. He was translating a vision of the last days of the miraculous restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Joseph Smith would help fulfill it. And now we are at 200 years since the vision, like almost 201 years come April. It's really incredible. It's really incredible. It's really a miracle. And a testimony is all that we need to have to believe and to see this miracle. And it's right here. It's in our hands. It's before us. So Elder Christiansen in his conference talk, it's Choice Seer, Will I Raise Up from October 2016. He says, to any who may be questioning their testimony of Joseph Smith or are struggling with erroneous, misleading, or superficial information about his life and ministry, I invite you to consider the fruits, the many blessings that have come to us through the miraculous mission of Joseph Smith, the prophet of the restoration. Because Joseph, Joseph was a prophet, revelations and prophets are no longer a thing of the past. The day of miracles, of visions, healings, and ministerings of angels has not ceased. Because Joseph Smith was a prophet, each of us has access to the power and blessings of the holy priesthood, which is back here on this earth, including baptism, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the sacrament. Oh, how I miss just being in church every Sunday and partaking of the sacrament and singing hymns. Oh, how I miss that. And because Joseph Smith was a prophet, we have the blessings in the ordinances of the temple that bind us to God and make us his people and manifest to us the power of godliness, making it possible one day to see the face of God, even the Father, and live. Because Joseph Smith was a prophet, we know that marriage and family are an essential part of God's plan for our happiness. We know that through temple ordinances and covenants, our cherished family relationships can endure eternally. And because Joseph Smith was a prophet, we have more than a window into heaven. The very doorway to the eternities is open to us. We can know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Eternal life can be ours. 
Most of all, because Joseph Smith was a prophet, we have witness upon witness upon witness, testimony upon testimony upon testimony that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. We, we know these things because of Joseph Smith being a prophet. And if you don't believe that he was a prophet, go do what he did. Go do what he did and and pray about it and find out if this is true. And find out if this is if this is something that you can really take in and believe it upon yourself. I remember that from when I was a little girl and and I pray that you might know too. I would like to right now share with you these words. Oh, how lovely was the morning. Radiant beamed the sun above. Bees were humming, sweet birds singing music ringing through the grove when within the shady woodland joseph sought the god of love when within the shady woodland joseph sought the god of love humbly kneeling sweet appealing twas the boy's first uttered prayer when the powers of sin assailing filled his soul with deep despair but undaunted still he trusted in his heavenly father's care but undaunted still he trusted in his heavenly father's care suddenly a light descended brighter far than noonday sun and and a shining glorious pillar o'er him fell around him shone while appeared two heavenly beings god the father and his son while appeared two heavenly beings god the father and the son and the part that I love more than anything is this Joseph this is my beloved hear him oh how sweet the word Joseph's humble prayer was answered and he listened to the Lord Oh, what rapture filled his bosom, for he saw the living God. Oh, what rapture filled his bosom, for he saw the living God. I love that part. I love the part when Heavenly Father says to this sweet young boy of age 14 in verse 4, Joseph calls him by name then he introduces his elder brother to him and said Joseph this is my beloved and then he instructs him hear him oh how sweet the word I am so grateful for the knowledge that I have and the testimony that I have of these things and I pray that as you begin your study in the Doctrine and Covenants that you may come to know and truly feel 
the powerful witness that Joseph Smith truly was a prophet. Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope and pray that if you have struggled in any way with Joseph Smith being a prophet, that you were strengthened by these words. And always, please feel free to share so that we might bring someone closer to our Savior. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Coaching Chaos. I'm Shari Reynolds.